the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back uh, to another episode of this fascinating uh, video series on the historical criticism of Islam. Let's let's call it early Islam, to be specific. And if you've been uh, tracking with us, uh, you've noticed that we have really highlighted a number of problems, uh, at least um, related to what we call the standard Islamic narrative. We focused on the problem with the sources itself. But today we are going to turn our attention to the problems with the place, and that's Mecca. With me here, as always, our dear brother and our friend, Dr. Jay Smith. Dr. Jay, as always, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for this wonderful research and this material. And uh, obviously, you know, we want to encourage Muslims um, to first hear you out, hear the material, investigate it if necessary, before they jump into any conclusions, meaning uh, making accusations against you or against me as if we are trying just to um, get views, you know, or just say things that are not substantiated. For instance, right now, you're going to talk about the problem with the place. The what place. are we dealing with? The place, Mecca itself. Uh, now, just to just to make sure that we uh, st- uh, correct the stand. Uh, the- that we get the correction. I, I didn't do any of this research. Uh, it is other people's research. I want to uh, make the record straight. All I am doing and all you're doing is communicate what others have researched. That's right. exactly. We are taking it, we're encapsulizing it, and we're putting it into sound bites that people can understand. We're putting in, I'm the one that puts it onto maps and put it onto timelines. Yes, I, I'm responsible for that. That's so we communicate it better so people can actually visualize it. We're finding, just like we're using epi- uh, videos, we could write this up in a book, but we're using videos because people can see it on a video. They can see the timelines. They can see the maps. They can see the pictures. Uh, they can see the writings on the manuscripts that we're going to be showing later on. This is very important so people can actually, once they visualize it, then of course, then they can communicate it to their own people in their own place, in their own time. So we're going to zero in on mm-hmm. Mecca. What are... So why Mecca? Okay. And actually, I was going to ask you why Mecca, because uh, I know why I want to go with Mecca. I want to see what you think. Why should we go to Mecca? Well, Mecca, of course. I mean, let, let's talk as a someone who followed Islam. You say Mecca. Here is what comes to my mind immediately. The birthplace of the Prophet. Mecca, the start of a religion called Islam that was following. Mecca, that's what I face when I'm praying daily. And yeah. when I want to go and do the pilgrimage, that's where I start, for instance. And the list can go on and on and on. Yeah. Everything we know about Islam is dependent on this one mm-hmm. city, Mecca. Mm-hmm. It all 
happens here. Historically, even before Muhammad, even before Islam began, Mecca is the center of history. Mecca is where all things happen from God. So that's why Mecca is absolutely important. And it's not us saying this. You don't say it. I don't say it. The standard Islamic narrative has made that very clear that Mecca, for them, they are absolutely dependent on Mecca. So that's why we're zeroing in at the very beginning of these three categories, the Book of Man and the Place, we're starting with the place. We're kind of flipping it backwards. We should have gone with the book, the man and the place, like I've always said. But no, I'm going to do just the opposite. I'm going to start with the place, the man and the book. So starting with Mecca. Therefore, every Muslim that's listening and every Muslim that we're going to meet is absolutely dependent on Mecca. All Muslims follow the standard Islamic narrative. They have to. They have no other choice. There's no other, there's no other narrative that they can go to. There are no other traditions that they can point to. And they have always had to depend on these. These... Traditions they assumed came from the time of the prophet and the place of the prophet. And we're, we've shut that down in the last episodes, the last 10 episodes that we did, pretty much shut that down categorically. Nobody can say anymore today after uh, what we have shown that they came from the place the prophet lived or the time the prophet lived. That 9th and 10th century is too late and Baghdad and, and uh, Bahara and Tabaristan, these are too far away, just too far north and too many hundreds of years later. So what we're going to put down is let's then go to this place. Since you say it happened in Mecca, since everything is dependent on Mecca, let's see if it it, it actually did exist. So to do that, if we can get rid of Mecca, if we can shut down Mecca, which I want to do now, we shut down the other two. So it's a quick way, a quick step. And I would say this to uh, uh, anybody who is engaging with Muslims on the historical argument or the historical critique. Start with Mecca, like we're going to start with Mecca. Because once you shut down Mecca, that shuts down the standard Islamic narrative. Since everything is dependent on this place, start with the place. It's the easiest to start. You'll see why as we go through these episodes. So let's look at the claims. Let's look at the claims that Mecca uh, about Mecca that we see. Let's now go to the slides and see what the Muslims are claiming. Mecca is the oldest and best known city in history is the first claim they make. Absolutely. I mean, I believed it with all my heart. Why? It was the center of, of uh, uh, basically trade, for instance. No, before uh, that, why is it the best known, uh, uh, the, the oldest? Oh, I mean, we're, we're taking it all the way back, like you said, to, to the days of Adam and Eve. So I mean, Adam and Eve yeah. were living in Mecca. Right. Can you get anybody earlier than Adam and Eve? No, these are the first two couple, basically. Uh, the, the, the first two, I mean. The, the, the first uh, man, the first yeah, woman. Yeah. So there's no one earlier than Adam and Eve. If both Adam and Eve live there, according to the traditions, according to the Quran, chapter 7, verse uh, uh, verse 24, stipulates that Adam and Eve were thrown out of the Garden of Eden. That is way up in right. space. And right. they were thrown down to where? Well, you go to the traditions, and they say very clearly that Adam was thrown down to Sri Lanka, which is just south of, of India, that little island south of India. Today, it used to be called Ceylon. And Eve was thrown down to Mecca. And then Adam suddenly just stands up. He's 90 feet tall, and he just starts striding, boom, 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 and just strides up all the way from Sri Lanka all the way up 
to uh, to Mecca. Now, to again, Arafat. the traditions say this. Yeah, to Arafat, the Mount Mount Arafat, which means that that's where they reunite. Where they unite. Here's a picture yeah. of Arafat. We can we were going to put that up there. But this is the idea. That Arafat. You've been to Arafat. You've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you do the pilgrimage, you have to go through it. You have to go. It's one of the five stages on the on the on the on the Hajj. So here is Mecca. Adam and Eve, nothing earlier than that. There cannot be any habitation earlier than that because in order to have an habitation, you have to have people. In order to have to have people, you have to have a man and a woman. The first start, Adam and Eve. So it's the oldest, right? It's the oldest. Now, we also see from that that it is also where Abraham lived. Right. Why is that important? Well, I mean, here's the story. Um, Abraham, as you know, the story of Abraham and Sarah and uh, Hagar. And, uh, you know, technically speaking, what happened is like Hagar and her son Ishmael ended up leaving the promised land, going all the way down to Mecca, where allegedly Abraham later joined them. And then he built basically the Kaaba in there, him and his son, and established what we know today as the rituals or the traditions of the religion called Islam. So that's why Abraham is a big deal, not to mention, of course, the claim that Muhammad is a descendant of Ishmael through Abraham as well. Now, just to be fair, there are variations on that. Some of course. Of Muslims course. say that Abraham was born and grew up there and that uh, that uh, he did not establish, he did not create it. It was had been broken down and he and Ishmael rebuilt it. So that means it was there earlier than Abraham. Nonetheless, what's important for our well, discussion... Well, the foundation was there. He, they just built. Okay, so the for our discussion today... Abraham is living in Mecca in 1900 BC. So that's pretty important. That's pretty, if you look at chapter 21 of the Quran, you see him going into the Kaaba and taking a large idol and destroying all the smaller idols. Mm -hmm. He comes out of the Kaaba. Uh, The next morning, the the other Muslims who are there living in Mecca, they go in, they see all the destroyed idols. They confront Abraham and says, what have you done? He said, well, talk to the big idol. Don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, you can't talk to a big idol. So they take him and they throw him into a fiery pit from which he is then rescued. So that story is in chapter 21, verse 51 to 71 in the Quran. Right. It doesn't say Mecca, by the way, anywhere there. Did you notice that? The word right. Mecca is not in that But chapter. it's mentioned in other places, the connection between him and the area like chapter 37, for instance, uh, makes that connection. Okay, but that doesn't say Mecca either. I know, the name doesn't, but Muslims will use these verses to try to make it sound to you that that's Mecca. Yeah. yeah. It's the place of the prophet, it's mm-hmm. the place of the representative, right. it's that. There was only one place that says Mecca, and that's in chapter 48, verse 24, which is ironic if this is such an important city. Right, one, one name in the correct spelling. That's right. Bekaa is also referred to, but we know that's Bekaa, the valley of Bekaa, which is much further north. Yeah. Now, that's the second. So the third, third claim is uh, that it was the center of trade north, south, east, and west. Uh, that's why, that's why uh, 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 Muhammad became important, because he was a trader. His wife, Khadija, was a trader. She had caravans going up to, uh, up to Gaza in the north, and so she employed him. She was older than him. She was very rich. Muhammad was not very rich. So she became a car- he became a caravaneer for her. So that's certainly another claim that they make. Uh, and we're going to talk about Montgomery's Watt, uh, uh, Montgomery Watts trade route theory and how that was debunked. But that's we're coming up to that. That's something that lands. But certainly these are the three claims that they make. All three of them are hugely important. Why? Well, the conclusion is... If Mecca is at the time of Adam and Eve, whatever that time period is, but that's in chapter 7, verse 24, if Mecca is where, where Abraham lived 
and destroyed the idols in chapter 21, verse 71 to, uh, 51 to 71 in the Quran. And if Mecca it was at the center of trade, north, south, east, and west, then someone, somewhere, should have said something about it. Absolutely. There should be some documents to Absolutely. It. I mean, uh, if it is such a big deal. I mean, uh, like Rome, for instance, take Rome as an example. Alexandria is another example. Jerusalem. All of those, Damascus, by the way, is a big deal. It's always been mentioned, even biblically speaking. I mean, these names are mentioned, at least Jerusalem and Damascus and so on and so forth. So I would expect, I mean, listen, talking to Muslims, is it too difficult to demand that if this is a city that has existed since the beginning of mankind, this is a city that existed since 1900 BC, this is a city that was at the center of trade, north, south, east, and west, shouldn't someone have known about it? Shouldn't there be some reference to it? I would hope so, and I would hope you would think so, too. Uh, that's what we're going to ask now. We're going to continue. But for the next episode, what I like to do is pull away from the Quran, and let's see what the traditions say. What the traditions say about this place. Amen. And thank you again, as always. Thank you, everyone, for watching. I uh, can't wait until uh, we continue with this in the next episode. Thank you for watching. This is Al-Fadi. God bless. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back after this message. You're listening to Let Us Reason with Al Fadi. We depend on the generous gifts of our supporters to produce this program. To join us in this work, go to patreon.com and search for CIRA International. That's C-I-R-A International. You can also donate through PayPal. Go to CIRAInternational.com to learn more. Your support will help us continue introducing Muslims to the gospel of Christ. Now, back to Let Us Reason. Well, hello, everyone. This is Al-Fadi, and um, I don't know about you, but it has been a blast, really, to go through these uh, videos in this particular series because we have been unpacking a lot of information that many of you have been exposed to when it comes to the um, uh, basically the uh, historical criticism of Islam, its origin, its start, its location, for instance, the, the place or the book or the man. But we've been doing it, myself and Dr. J. Smith, in a way uh, that we are uh, really putting it all together for you. We're taking all of this info that you've been exposed to and uh, simplifying it in a way that every one of these short episodes hopefully could be utilized as one train of thought that you can have a discussion with a Muslim, for instance, or use it as a way to build upon in your dialogue or your argument or your uh, basically interactions with uh, uh, somebody who is trying, let's say, critique the history of the Bible or the New Testament, or a Muslim who's trying to defend basically their standard Islamic narrative. Whatever the case might be, we're hoping that these videos will be a powerful tool in your toolbox. Today, we are going to continue with the many problems of Mecca that exist even when we use the standard Islamic narrative itself. And with us here is our dear brother, Dr. J. Smith, to do so. Uh, Dr. J., thank you again. And last time, we began to talk about the importance of Mecca and uh, uh, what do Muslims claim about it. Yeah, and, and uh, it's not just what Muslims claim. They have to claim it because of the Quran and because mm -hmm. of the standard Islamic narrative. The standard Islamic narrative, which is based on the Sirah and the Hadith and the Tafsir and the Tahrikh, uh, are the, uh, traditionally known as the, his, uh, the traditions 
the Sunnah of the Prophet, they all make claims about this place called Mecca. So let's start with the Quran first. Let's go right to the Quran and let's go to our slide. On the slide as you're looking there, these are inferences to Mecca in the Quran. So the first one uh, that we notice is that, uh, before we go on, let me just make this caveat as these are coming up. Nowhere in any of these references that you see up there, nowhere is the word Mecca used except in chapter 48, verse 24. That's surprising. Why is that surprising? Well, it is surprising. I mean, remember, we, we started by saying last time that uh, the Muslims really think of Mecca uh, as is a very important city, very important place. And if that's the case, I'm going to draw kind of like a comparison and say Jerusalem is a big deal. Yet Jerusalem in the Bible mentioned many times in many, uh, play, uh, you know, in many books in the Bible over the course of history. You would expect the same thing about Mecca. I mean, if especially the fact that you're telling me Adam and Eve, uh, uh, you know, were there. Abraham and Ishmael were there. We're talking big names here, technically speaking, but we're not finding any of that. So that's why it is important to point out that there is absence of the reference to Mecca except in one place using the right and correct pronunciation, by the way. Okay, let's look at the slide again. And when we bring up the slide, we see notice that the first sanctuary appointed to our mankind was that at Baka. And that's the one you're referring to. Could that be Mecca? Baka, you know that the consonants for Baka and Mecca are completely different, aren't they? Yes, absolutely. And remember, when this was written out, when the Quran was written out, there was no vowelization. So it's even more secure that this would be Makaka, not a B. Abin that would be not there. So you can see it's obvious for those who are making this claim that Becca is Mecca, they don't know Arabic. Either that or just the way it was written, it was confusing to the scribe and maybe they couldn't really decipher what it was. It was a B with a dot underneath it or was a meme, you know, like M, technically speaking, and they... With a circle of the tail. Yeah, That's confused true. the dot uh, with, a, with a meme. Okay. So that's you can see that that, that that as far as I'm concerned, Bakka is what it was meant to be, and Bakka is a place. And there, uh, we know where the Bakka Valley is, and that is also biblical. It's right uh, through the Bible. Uh, secondly, Mecca is the mother of all settlements, uh, but it doesn't say Mecca. It just says the place of the prophet is the mother of all settlements in chapter six, verse ninety-two, and chapter forty-two, verse seven. We do, and we referred to this earlier, that in chapter 7, verse 24, Adam and Eve were thrown down to earth. According to the traditions, Eve was thrown down to this place called Mecca. Because remember, the traditions are now unpacking what the Quran is saying in chapter 7, verse 24. The traditions where we're talking about this is written in the late 9th century is redacting it back to what the Quran is inferring. And of course, at that time, in the 9th century, Mecca was well known. So they would use the word Mecca, referring to this is where Eve was sent to Adam would have been sent to Sri Lanka. And then we go to chapter 21, verse 51 to 71 that we talked about earlier. And that refers to the prophet is there in the city of the prophet. doesn't give the word Mecca. But according to the traditions, again, according to Sahih Buhari and others, they all say that this is Mecca, where this is taking place, where he goes into the Kaaba. Because where else is there a Kaaba except in Mecca in the ninth century. Well, there were many Kaabas, as we're going to find. Almost every hamlet had a Kaaba. Kaabas were quite in, quite numerous. A Kaaba just means a, a, a cube. It's the same word that you find in Hebrew. It just means a cube, a place where the idols are all kept in every town. 
Mm-hmm. Now, so that's in chapter 21, verse 7, uh, 51 to 71. We do know from the traditions uh, that uh, Muhammad was born there. Uh, the traditions written in the ninth century, uh, 833, Ibn Hisham talks about it. In the ninth century, he would, Mecca would have been well known by that time, and that he was born there in 570, and that he moved from Mecca up to Medina in 622. So that's what the traditions tell us. We also know in chapter 2, verse 149 to 150, uh, the Masjid al-Haram. What does Masjid al-Haram mean? Well, it means like basically like the holy court or the holy place of gathering, the holy, uh, you know, mosque, technically speaking. Yeah, it's the forbidden place of bowing. Right. So the Masjid al-Haram was uh, in, in chapter 2, verse 149, was that the, the direction of prayers were to be towards the Masjid al-Haram, which mm-hmm. used to be uh, further north, and then it was sent down to... The, the projection of prayer was then sent down to the Masjid al-Haram. That's all it says in chapter 2, verse 149 mm-hmm. to 150. It doesn't say Mecca. It just says that the direction of prayer must go to the Masjid al-Haram. That, of course, all the traditions and every Muslim believes that was Mecca. So that was the change of the Qibla uh, in 622, according to the traditions that happens uh, to the, the I'm sorry, 624, two years after Muhammad had moved there in 622, two years later, it was changed down from, according to the traditions from Jerusalem, back down to the Mecca. So, all of these appear. These imply that people uh, live there from the very beginning. So, from the very beginning, the, uh, all right through to Abraham, right on through to Muhammad himself, Mecca was there. It's very clear, according to the Quran, that this place, this Masjid al-Haram, or this place of the Prophet, existed. That is very secure according to the standard Islamic narrative. Let's go to the traditions itself. Let's look to the next slide. So when we look to the next slide, look at the enormous amount of vegetation that it talks about. These are the traditions now in the Quran. Both the Quran traditions, look and see what they say. So let's look at the slide here. Uh, you can see it's the place of the Prophet. And this place of the Prophet, it doesn't say Mecca so much, but it does later on in the traditions, is in a valley and a parallel valley. Is that true when you've been to Mecca? Well, I'm not aware of uh, things like this as described, of course. It has a stream going through it. Did, does Mecca, when you were there, have a stream going through it? Not that I'm aware of. Not that I missed something like this. It would have been a big deal for people to go, at least, and maybe camp around it or visit or do things like this. In chapter 37 of the Quran, when the prophet was leaving this place, his city, he would pass this pillar of salt as he was leaving. And when he come back in the evening, he passes this pillar, uh, pillar of salt again. Is that there somewhere? Do they show where that is in Mecca today? Not at all. So there's no pillar of salt there today, right? So that's just kind of missing completely. That it has fields, according to al-Buhari. That it has trees, according to Tirmidhi. That it has grace, according to al-Buhari. Al-Buhari also talks about the fruit. Uh, And then you have al-Tabari talking about the clay, the loam. And then in chapter 6, verse 141, in chapter 16, and in chapter 80 of the Quran itself, it refers to olive trees that this place where the prophet this uh, lives, it has olive trees. Now, hold on a minute. I, I've got a problem with that. You've got a problem. I'd like to hear what you think of that. The, what does this suggest you? Fields, trees, grass, clay, uh, fruit, olive trees, streams. What does this suggest to you? Well, this is like a completely different city than the, the one I'm used to. I mean, this is a fertile uh, valley, basically, that has all sort of things. And there are some things that are missing. For instance, this olive tree, even fig uh, mentioned, as well as if it's in reference to the surrounding area of Mecca, 
no fig trees, no olive trees. And you cannot say, well, they used to be there and they're no longer there, but we don't have evidence that they ever existed in the first place. There are olive trees there today. And I know some people have come back to me and said, Jay, look at there. Here's some pictures of olive trees in Mecca. Today, when there's water, desalinated water that has been desalinated because of the Red Sea, because of all these Bechtel organizations, a company that has desalinated it for the Saudi Arabia, there is water today. Olive trees can now grow. But back in the 7th century and earlier, the only olive trees that existed were up in the Mediterranean, 600 miles further north. But this doesn't, by looking at it, this does not look like the Mecca you're referring to, the Mecca you grew up with, the Mecca you used to visit all the time, sometimes even on the afternoon to go and do the Kaaba, to go and to do the prayers. That doesn't at all support the Mecca we know. That is correct. Not in the valley. Uh, Mecca does not have any of these listed above. And the reason why is because it's a desert. It's much too arid and dry to support any of the above. We're going to get back to that. But that's hugely significant. I wanted to put it in there because what we're seeing about both the Quran and about the traditions is they do not support what we know of Mecca or what we knew of Mecca. This is not a Mecca from the 7th century or any century earlier than the 7th century. Today, yes. Today, you can find these items there, but not back then. That's the first problem. We're going to get into another one. We're going to then look at some geographical locations, especially three geographical locations in the next episode. Wonderful. Thank you so much as always. And everybody, uh, we can't wait until you can uh, join us next time. Until then, have a blessed day. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.